If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about homelessness, hunger, and what you can do right now to help. You can connect with us at uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org and BraveHeartsRadio.org, where you can find all of the past episodes in the show link section. And you can also find a Donate Now button if you'd like the work that we're doing and you'd like to help us continue to do this. So today, our guest is Jacqueline Hayes. She is an organizer, founder of the Chicago Help Initiative, which since 1999 has served hundreds of thousands of meals and created many programs to assist people in need and motivate them to become contributing members of the community again. Uh, Welcome, Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Good to have you on the show. I'm, I'm pleased to be on your show, Brian. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. You know, um, yeah, the one thing about the um, um, the uh, biography, the introduction that uh, that that I had for you that uh, described the Chicago Help Initiative and uh, con- uh, motivating people to become contributing members of the community again. And I I I just I really like the the sound of that to become contributing members again because uh, there's there's something of a of an of, I suppose I I see it as ignoring the humanity of the people that uh, that we pass in the street sometimes. And I I, I told you I would um, I would begin with um, uh, a little bit of a story that um, a few years back I was a member of the um, of of SHRM, a human resources organization, and I um, uh, was riding the train in. Uh, from the western suburbs for a meeting in downtown Chicago, and yeah. at Glen Ellen, uh, Glen Ellen, uh, one of, a friend of mine, Monica, got on board and um, uh, gave her a wave, and she sat down with me. We visited all the way in, and then uh, we were walking across the bridge from the Ogilvy Transportation Center across the river into into town, and there was a fellow that uh, that I recognized. Uh, shaking a cup, you know, homeless fellow, and I, I would normally keep some some uh, folding money in my right right hand pocket, and I I you know stuffed a couple bills in his cup, and uh, Monica, uh, as we passed by, she said, "That's Fred," and <laughs> it, it it occurred to me I had never really thought of. Of Fred as as someone with a name, with a with a past, and and you know, and it um, it was a it was a, it was one of those wonderful aha moments for right. me, and I'm always grateful for that experience. And when when I was when I was first introduced to you, 
I went and looked at um, uh, some information that you had sent, and there was an interview that was uh, that was being done on um, the uh, Rick Kogan show. And at at one point, um, at one point in the interview, I was I was thinking, wow, that reminds me of so much of Fred. And the but <laughs> like the very next words out were, I have a name. And they were they were right. talking about um, you were talking a about new documentary, yeah. Yeah, and and that's that that's that's really exciting because it it sounds like that's what we need to humanize the um, the experience of of uh, you know uh, passing by people on the street. They have a name. They they have a a, a past and they have a future. Uh huh. Now we we agree a hundred percent. We know that all the people that are homeless are homeless for multiple reasons, and most people think of other drug addicts or something like that, but that's not always the case. There's so many other circumstances, and I'm just afraid with this pandemic, COVID-19, we're going to see three times as many people. A lot of people live from paycheck to paycheck, and when they lose their job, they have very few alternatives to anything, Um, and so... um, there are multiple reasons of why people are homeless. And right now, I'm afraid we're going to see a great increase in the homeless population. Um, You were referring to this documentary that we were creating um, to show that with the right kind of programs and treating each of our guests that we feed uh, with self-respect, we are able to influence them to... Um, uh, pull themselves up and change their lives and become contributing members of the community once again. We're very proud of that. But with COVID-19 right now, we cannot gather together groups of over 10 people. So we're not feeding our 200 every Wednesday as we had done in the past um, in a sit-down setting. Right now, we are feeding people with bag meals and hot meals um, uh, in the past, we did 200 meals a week, right? Now, mm-hmm. we're doing close to 32,000 meals a week. We are collecting bag meals from our supporters, and we're taking them to other locations around the city that used to provide hot meals, um, but they have closed down for one reason or another. Um uh, this morning, I could have told you we were bringing it at 17 locations, but I understand we just added two more, so we're at 19 locations now. Um, and uh, it's it's just it's demoralizing to think that so many people, whether they right now some of them are still in housing because they can't be evicted during this time, but they don't have food, and and it's just mm-hmm. it's just amazing what's going on. But the other thing that's also quite amazing is we put a call out to our, spons- our, our supporters that, you know, hey, help us out. And we are, as I said, we're, people are, we have gathered on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturdays, we've gathered over 32,000 bag meals that we distribute. And then we also have a, a group that, uh, that provides hot meals with a food truck and and. We take hot meals around to several locations as well. So we're really happy with that. We're happy with the ability to touch many people's lives. But we are so 
um, anxious to get back to doing the other, where we have a reading, writing, math, computer, art classes. We have all of these programs that really make the person who is needy feel like they have some value in life. And once they feel that they have some value in life, that they're important to somebody, that they mean something to somebody, they really stretch and they, they do get off the street. Um, oftentimes, when they make their first move, sometimes they'll try and get housing and they'll be rejected. So then they quit because they don't have the answers of how to go about getting it. And we try to make those things um, to to overcome those obstacles and Together, we can improve the quality of life of those that are on the street and, more importantly, um, help them really help themselves. And in a beautiful way, the volunteers that work with us also benefit greatly because there's nothing more powerful than feeling like you've helped, helped somebody else. So I'm sorry, I just sort of babble on. <laughs> but I'm pretty passionate about what we do. That that passion really really comes through, and that that's that's where the uh, Chicago Help Initiative uh, came from. Was was your passion originally uh, back in uh, was it 1999? Is that, yeah, in November uh, of 1999. Yeah, the city had closed Lower Wacker Drive, and I'm a real estate broker, and I do retail leasing on Michigan Avenue and Oak Street. And what happened is a lot of those people that were being forced out of Lower Wacker Drive. Um, uh, came and started living in the doorways of the spaces I was leasing. And I forced them out. I said, get out of here, you're going to hurt my, my income. And then I felt guilty about it, and I gathered together many different organizations, uh, the Greater North Michigan Avenue Association, now known as Magnificent Mile Association, um, the River North Association, Streetville Organization of Active Residents, Holy Name, Fourth Press, Catholic Charities, Northwestern Hospital. And we met for a year and created a two-sided card of how to um, work with a homeless, uh, a card that we could give to a homeless person or even a resident that would then make them more aware of how to assist a homeless person. Um, but as I've shared with you before, after it took us a year to create a two-sided card and the People said, well, hey, we work so well together, let's do housing. And I thought, oh, my God, it'll take us forever to do housing. And Monsignor Bowen, who was the then uh, president of Catholic Charities, offered me his dining hall at Catholic Charities on LaSalle Street. And the first meal was served in March of 2001, and we've served 180,000, well, actually, probably more now, 180,000 meals, hot meals, on Wednesdays. And what happened after, uh, nine months after I started, I asked the guests to fill out a survey for me so I knew that they, you know, were comfortable with the time and the food, etc. and they weren't doing it. And I said, come on, buddies, I thought we were, you know, friends, let's fill this out. I can't read. So that's when we started a reading program. That's, so everything that we do today we have started from a, 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 a need that we saw would benefit and improve their attitude about themselves and therefore allow um, the wonderful thing to happen of getting a job, getting housing, uh, reconnecting with family members, uh, just, just everything. And it is 
um, a joy to know that we can help each other. And, you know, with this COVID-19, we keep hearing it said over and over again, we're in this together. But mm-hmm. we are. We're in all of this together. And if we help each other, we will have a better world. So... Yeah, we're always in it together. Um, you know, whether whether we whether we recognize that or not. You know, I think that's uh-huh. that's very true. It sounds like you've uh, you've come a long way from uh, uh, taking a, a year to, um, uh, to to create a two sided card to ramping up uh, almost immediately from two hundred meals a week to thirty two thousand. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. But uh, at, you know, we're we're all ready to our first break and uh, want to. Um, uh, remind uh, the listeners that if they'd like to, uh, during the break, go to uh, chicagohelpinitiative.org. Find out uh, more about this terrific organization. And uh, near the bottom of the page, you'll see a place where you can donate there to uh, volunteer or to um, sponsor a meal. And we'll be back with Jacqueline Hayes uh, uh, with uh, Bravehearts Radio on the other side of 60 seconds. So stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about homelessness, hunger, and what you can do right now to help. 
You can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org and, of course, BraveHeartsRadio.org, where you can find all the past episodes in our show link section. And, of course, there there's a Donate Now button. If you like the work that we're doing and want to help us continue, please uh, consider donating to Brave Hearts for Kids. You know, I, my, my friend John Blumberg that's been on the show a couple of times, we talk about... Um, uh, the retreats that we do, he does the Return on Integrity uh, program and workshops, and I do a re- Return on Engagement retreat to help uh, organizations that have employee engagement strategies um, get the most out of those strategies by finding a way to interface their employees with charities that can benefit from their employee engagement uh, programs and what we call dollars for doers programs. And it's uh, it's really terrific work and something that I, I mentioned, John, because uh, we had a conversation recently said, what if we could be working on what we love doing and what if we could be working on what really benefits people and what they need right now? And what if we didn't have to worry about how to make money doing that? And uh, and so we, we just decided to go ahead and, and, and work on that. And all of these things uh, I am offering free uh, to uh, to listeners, to the public, to uh, to people that uh, can benefit from them. Because that's, man, that is what the world needs now. Um, today my guest is uh, Jacqueline Hayes. Uh, she's organizer, founder of the Chicago Help Initiative. And uh, since 1999, has served hundreds of thousands of meals and created many programs to assist those in need and to motivate them to become contributing members of the community again. And getting back to that, man, that's got to be something that's at the heart of, of anyone homeless that said, how did I get here? How can I get back? And it's got to be discouraging to be there, but encouraging to have someone like you and your organization that uh, when you show up for them. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's, it's an amazing experience to come to one of our uh, meals that, that we had before COVID-19. Um, because uh, we had uh, people that benefited, both the volunteers and the guests, and the relationships between the volunteers and the guests was was um, meaningful, and it allowed the, the guest or the homeless person to feel important. They weren't just, as some people might say, some bum on the street. You know, they they were mm-hmm. an individual, and. Um, I'm very, very blessed with an ex- ex- exceptional um, executive director, and uh, we have a social worker on staff, and we have um, amazing volunteers. My board is really active. We are really, really uh, committed to the feeding some hope to these people, and that's even part of our, our logo, feeding hope. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do we provide meals, but we provide all kinds of um, programs and, and activities that, that really allows them to work themselves out of homelessness because they have to do it. They have to believe in it as well. And we, we believe in it for them, and we really, uh, you know, I mean, there's one of my volunteers that takes them on... Um, when the city does the, the cleaning of the streets and the parks around, I can't remember what, I think it's in May or so. Well, it used to be in May, where they would clean the parks. There would be a group of 10 or 15 of our homeless that would go and help clean the parks. So, I mean, you know, they, they were committed to doing their part 
in maintaining the city and being a part of the city, et cetera, et cetera. And um, right now what's happened is that a lot of them, you know, they're supposed to shelter in, in place and wash their hands. Well, they really don't have a place to do that, and, and this is what's making me mm-hmm. and our our um, backers so upset that this is happening. It's happening to all of us, though. But um, at least a lot of us at least have shelter over our heads, and and our guests, a lot of them don't. And and you may have noticed that um, yesterday there was a lot of flooding in Lower Wacker Drive, and the police had to go out and 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 help save some of the people who were living down there because it was all flooded out. So you know the world, the the difficulties are becoming greater for mm-hmm. each and every one of us during this time. But it's just magnified greatly for the homeless. And we're trying to do the best we can. Um, Catholic Charities, uh, which is where I feed at their facilities, uh, they are a great partner, an absolutely great partner. We talked about it. And they now have installed a hand sanitizer in front of the building so that at least the guests can wash their hands periodically. Um, Mm -hmm. And we still hand out meals uh, five days a week there. And and um, they can't sit in the dining hall, you know, because we can't have crowds, large crowds, but they mm-hmm. can come by. The other thing that's happened is um, uh, some of our sponsors, one of our sponsors, um, JLL, a real estate company, uh, went out of their way and got hand sanitizer from Proval Distillery. And so we were able to put hand sanitizer in the bag meals, to, the hot bag meals, to give to the guests. Another organization known as Sewing Masks for Safe Chicago has contributed over 500 masks for us to give out to the guests. <clears throat> and we've done that. And another, a neighbor of mine um, uh, makes um, sleeping mats out of plastic, uh, plastic bags and for a while, she stopped and she made some face masks so that we have... Now we almost have enough to give out a face mask every week. Why do we give out a face mask every week? Just because they don't have a place to wash it. You know, mm-hmm. we'll have to give them a mm-hmm. new one. Um, but she now is still doing her, her um, bag, so sleeping mask, because that's an important thing. Rather than sleeping actually on the ground, they can sleep on these mats, which almost are cushions and stuff. So we have some amazing, amazing supporters that help us in every which way to address the needs of those um, people who are are forced to live on the street because they can't do anything else right now, and and we can't help them through it. Sounds we, like you're um, doing it. Uh, Sounds like you're doing an amazing job of, of rallying and coordinating the uh, the services that people are willing to to uh, put together for for uh, uh, the, the people that you're serving. Yeah, yeah. As I said, we are extremely blessed by people pulling together to help those in need, and um, I'm hoping that once this settles and we can have them back in the dining hall face to face. We'll probably still continue to provide meals at some of these places. Some of them had to shut down because they couldn't, you know, provide it. Um, but once we, once they'll be active again, it's like uh, First St. Paul on North LaSalle Street and St. Clements and Lincoln Park and 
um, we do something at Martin Temple and, and Grand Crossing. So we're on the north side and the south side. We're in um, uh, senior housing. We're bringing food to because they can't get out to center on Halstead for the gay population because they're they're trapped as well. It's mm-hmm. just it's just unfair what's happening. But as I said earlier, we're all in it. We're all if we all work together. Um, We'll we'll do some good, and that's all all we can ask for right now. <clears throat> well, yeah, we'll we'll emerge on the other side. Now, I I, I remember the um, uh, back in back in my hometown of Bismarck, North Dakota. There's uh, something they call the banquet, and it's a uh, it started at uh, one of the churches where they would have uh, once a week. I think on Wednesday nights, in fact, uh, they would have a <clears throat> a banquet for. Uh, homeless people and um, people who were lonely uh, or anyone from the community that just wanted to come to the banquet what it was white tablecloths and linen and it was mm-hmm. yeah. it, it was pl- plated service it was really you know it was a, a it was literally a banquet uh, provided that way um, to uh, to give people a, a sense of um, I don't know maybe a, a more um, just a better experience. Yeah, belonging. Yeah, and uh, of course there 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 are no there are no gatherings of that type uh, even even uh, in, no, in North Dakota yeah. at this time, but that's the, the, the when I when I hear you describe the situation for the people that that you serve the the um, uh, the question that that I often ask and um, listeners to the show will recognize this the the question what if it were possible and uh, to to ask. Uh, you know, when when I see someone like like Fred or or other other people that I remember, Clinton or Maurice, you know, what if it were possible to uh, get back on your feet to become a uh, uh, a contributing member of the community again? Uh, it's it's a it's a sense of uh, of just tipping over tipping a point to to be able to say, I believe I can do that. For people, I think absolutely, isn't absolutely, you're right. And again, I, with I don't mean it literally. The hand holding that we do, but you know, with the hand holding, it gives them a sense that somebody cares. They make an effort. They want to look. They want to do good. And and it 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 is as empowering and as wonderful for the volunteer, the um, person helping. It's a great experience and. We can we can work together. We can. We have some people that we've um, we have an art class, and one of our artists has, has uh, exhibited his art at uh, we got it at the uh, Andersonville Galleria for a month, and it was just an amazing experience. And on the other hand, uh, another of our guests, we can get them to write, and and they've published little books. So they we had an art sh- uh, uh, photography show. That's another one of our partners, Sinai Chicago, um, uh, had up uh, one of our photographers, their artwork up was in a gallery for a month. Can you imagine how that makes that person to feel? You know, they have special skills. They have mm-hmm. special, but, but no one else pays any attention to them. And once they get um, to feeling important, if you will, or recognized, there's no stopping them. And there's no stopping us. It's just an amazing yeah. experience to have that happen and know that you've contributed 
not only to the person in need, yourself, but the whole city, the whole world. Because, you know, maybe this man's artwork will be in in Ireland next time. Who knows, yeah, you know? Yeah. So well, it, it, it's just I, em- I think empowering. When you, when- yeah, when you talk to somebody, I think what you might find is they, you know, say, tell me about yourself. Say, well, I used to be an artist. Well, right, what if right. it were possible to be an artist again? What if it were possible to to be exhibiting uh, your art and to have uh, to have uh, the world be able to see your expression? Um, right, that's something right. that's a, a flight of the imagination that um, is is really empowering. And that's inspiring right. to see that. Yeah, our, we, we um, feed, as I said, uh, every, our, we had fed when our traditional um, program was alive. We, the guests would come in as early as 2 o'clock and be a part of the book club or the mm-hmm. art class or the uh, reading and writing and computer classes, the jobs club the cheer yoga, that was another thing. A lot of our guests were really, you know, agitated people. But then mm-hmm. they went through our chair yoga, and they're just entirely different. And and they're much more open and much more uh, uh, approachable and stuff like that. So all of these things have an amazing effect on the guests. And it, it, they just, they, they improve. And, and therefore, so do we. It's it's just a a, a good experience uh, to have and to share with each other. <laughs> it's 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 great to it's great to hear the the uh, the, the sound of success in your voice. I, we're going to be taking another break here in just a moment. Be back in uh, uh, in a little bit uh, with uh, Jacqueline Hayes, organizer of the Chicago Help Initiative. You can find them at chicagohelpinitiative.org. And uh, stick with us on Bravehearts Radio. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Stick with us. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. 
call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about homelessness, hunger, and what you can do right now to help. Uh, you can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org. Uh, I also suggest that you check out uh, NationalDayCalendar.com. National Day Calendar is one of the great uh, sponsors of Bravehearts for Kids organization, and uh, always uh, a nod to the National Days of May 18th, the Cheese Souffle Day, and uh, it is <laughs> a- HIV Vaccine Awareness Day. Uh, no Dirty Dishes Day, uh, Visit Your Relatives Day. So you can see some of those are um, uh, be a little bit more serious than others. Um, and the 25th, uh, next Monday, uh, if you're listening to us as an encore uh, on Memorial Day, it's this Monday. Uh, Brown Baggett Day, Missing Children's Day, Tap Dance Day, Towel Day, Wine Day, and of course, Memorial Day on the 25th. So that's the National Days of the Day, uh, nationaldaycalendar.com. And uh, thanks, Marlo, for uh, being such a great sponsor of Bravehearts for Kids. And uh, Marlo, Marlo actually uh, uh, started another business. Uh, uh, one of the great entrepreneurs I know, uh, he started another business with Greg Kempel, who has uh, the Maple Valley Winery and Distillery in Cass County, North Dakota, and they're making uh, hand sanitizer by the gallon these days. So mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. good for them, you know, jumping into that uh, need. So um, my guest today, Jacqueline Hayes, is the uh, the, uh, the the organizer, and I think founder is is right, isn't it, for the Chicago I, Health Initiative? Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you've 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 you said you've had some some help along the way some some great help in fact you have a exe- you you've told me that uh, your executive director is terrific your board is terrific and uh, what a blessing it is to work with uh, enthusiastic people that uh, that really get it, get it done isn't it? It is. Um, we're a very small organization insofar as. Um, uh, Employees and and budget, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we have an amazing uh, group of people that are available to us and who believe in the cause and allows us to do perhaps more than most people think we could accomplish with a, a small budget as ours. Um, mm-hmm. Our executive director Doug Fraser has been with us for about six years now. Before that, we didn't have one. Uh, we have an administra- a three-day-a-week administrative assistant. We do now have a social worker on staff, which is very important. And that was made possible from a donation from one of our big, um, uh, very generous sponsors uh, uh, who had felt that was a, she herself was a former social worker and, and recognized how important it was to have social worker on staff. And so she actually... Um, made the donation for the salary uh, to, to, to make that happen. And we're so pleased with that. 
Um, I actually uh, stepped down as president of the association, and Chris Stasopopoulos is our new president. He's actually been with me from the very beginning. Um, I, I stepped down because I wanted other people to step up, and I've been blessed that other people have stepped up. We have a very committed board, as I said, we, and while we have a very slim staff, we have a very active staff, um, but more importantly, we have amazing, amazing supporters. Um, many, many different companies use us as an outreach program. They provide uh, funding to purchase meals. We have a number of restaurants and hotels that will provide meals for us as a donation. Uh, we have some amazing food that our guests are served. And I can remember the very first time, um, uh, well, uh, the Hotel Intercontinental uh, had used us as their outreach. And they'd make a meal, and their staff would come along with a chef and bring the food. And they said, hey, I bet you get a lot of chicken and uh, pasta. I said, yeah. So the next time they mm. came with Michael Jordan's um, prime rib. And so wow. some of our guests never had that before in their lives, and they were a little teary-eyed about it. And then another mm-hmm. thing is, is that, that you know Nike would make donations to us of, of shoes because after they're tried on often enough, you can't sell them, you know. And so one Christmas we were able to put out like 300 pairs of shoes, and they got to try and get their own. And I mean, it's it's just remarkable things like that. And and those are donations that we don't have to put the money out for, but people that want to help. And it is it is a beautiful thing to see happen and to know that other people do care. Because, and, and you know what it is? I think the thing that's so funny is that oftentimes when people walk down the street, they don't even look, like, look at a person on the street. Mm-hmm. But once they know that there's a way that they can help them, they all do step forward and do that. And that's true with our bag meals now. As I said, mm-hmm. we're, we're, people are on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, we're out in front of Catholic Charities for a half an hour collecting bag meals, and we've been getting close to, you know, 3,500, 4,000 bag meals. And, and we make sure that those bag meals are taken to the places where um, people are gathered and, and it, it has a benefit. It feeds them something. And the bag meals, all we ask for is a, a sandwich, a piece of fruit, uh, chips maybe, a, a, a soft, uh, not a soft drink, a water and or a juice or something like that. Mm-hmm. But some of these bag meals are so filled up with all these wonderful things. And some people even take the time to decorate the bag meals and um, a couple of teachers are having their students put them together and stuff like that. And so people are reaching out and helping each other. And I think it also helps them to know that they're helping somebody else. So we're really, really blessed with a lot of good circumstances in a very difficult time. And uh, I'm just smiling the whole time listening to you describe how how, uh, how, how people are helping with this. Uh, you can go to chicagohelpinitiative.org, uh, I, I reckon, to, uh, to find out where to uh, participate by dropping off meals. Is that right, Jacqueline? Right, right. <clears throat> yes, you can. Um, and or, um, you know, if somebody has access to hand sanitizers or, or face masks, those are important right now. But um, uh, we would appreciate any 
participation um, uh, that uh, you are able to to offer. We value everyone. You know, uh, uh, something I'd, I'd probably say as often as anything on this program is doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And uh, any any way that you help, anything that you do, whether it's preparing meals, making a donation, um, uh, you know, and I, I I say in the in the intro to the show, we're talking about homelessness and hunger and what you can do right now to help. And one of the things that I thought of as as being able to do right now to help is is just the experience of of uh, walking up to you know some when you when you uh, when you drop some money into a cup when somebody's sh- shaking a cup on the bridge and you and you talk to them in the and say what's your name and have yeah. have a conversation i i would i would be surprised if uh, if many of the people that uh, that that you that you serve your guests as you as you say uh, if if they routinely get asked, what's your name? Who are you? What are you you know doing? Yeah. Tell me about tell me about yourself. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the name of the documentary that we're creating. Um, we're going to have to put an addendum to it or a, a epilogue because we have to introduce the COVID nineteen in it. But the name of the documentary is I Have a Name, and we want to show that with the right kind of attention. And an opportunity that homelessness, while I don't think it'll ever go away 100%, will be reduced greatly. And we can have people that have some amazing skills be a part of our daily lives once again. What if we're possible to um, uh, reduce the duration of the homeless experience for someone? Um, you know, just uh, reduce the duration of the homeless experience for everyone that that has that that ever happens to. What if it were possible to uh, lift up uh, uh, everyone that uh, that you see as a guest in your program and get them to believe that they can become part of the community once again? Um, that's that's part of that's, you know, just that's, part, that's part of the goal. <laughs> that's that's I, I have a name and 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 I have a right. name. I have I have you know and and I think uh, you know that it follows. I have a dream. I have I have goals. I have objectives. I I, I had I had a plan for my life. And uh, what if it were possible? Say you can you can get back on Go track. Back to it. That. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And you're working with a couple of uh, terrific um, um, filmmakers, storytellers uh, with the yeah. documentary. Lucia Morrow is uh, uh, the person who's creating it, and Heather is, is helping her with the editing, etc. And um, we, um, we're, we're going to have it ready for our, our annual fundraiser, which would have been on June 4th, but of course we have to postpone it. And so we will let everybody know when the documentary will be ready. Right now, as I said, we're going to be um, doing a little bit of an epilogue to the end to explain that what you see in a documentary uh, uh, beginning was affected by COVID-19. In fact, mm-hmm. a couple of the people that are in the documentary that um, were in the, the book club and the arts and culture program um, have been in covid shelters um, mm. and I think one of them is 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 doing extremely well and, and has turned up negative now and the other one we're, we're really anxious about so 
It's, it's not over. It's just not over. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have to be very careful, each of us, that we don't um, uh, cause any illness to anybody else. And, of course, we have to worry about other people that don't have the choice of staying sheltered and washing their hands all the time to protect mm-hmm. them somehow. I don't know. It's just awful. Well, the homeless shelters, they you know, they tend to be a kind of a crowded environment. Uh, what's happening well, there? So what happened is that a lot of them, um, I don't want to say ejected, but they did in order to, to uh, space things out. So there aren't as many places for them to go, period. Mm-hmm. Now, the mm-hmm. city did rent some hotel rooms, but again, they have to be spaced out. I mean, so there's just not enough for all the people that need housing. And, mm-hmm. and it's just... And, it, and it, not only is it not enough, but it takes forever to get them in something. You know, it's it's all the paperwork, the red tape that you have to do to to have something be accomplished, and and it's just very tedious. And if if they're trying it on their own, if a homeless person is trying it on their own, they have mm. no success. They, they need somebody behind them that has a, a way of knowing how to work the system, so to speak. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just, just a very well, difficult time. Well, it, uh, as as uh, as shows go, this one is uh, is again flying by. We're uh, up against our third break of the day and uh, third and final break, and then we'll uh, we'll be back to wrap things up uh, with uh, Jacqueline Hayes, uh, founder of the Chicago Help Initiative, on Brave Hearts Radio. Uh, be back on the other side of uh, sixty seconds. Stick with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold. I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm always grateful to be with you here on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about homelessness, homelessness, hunger, and what you can do right now to help. And I uh, have as my guest uh, Jacqueline Hayes, the uh, organizer and founder of the Chicago Help Initiative. They've served hundreds of thousands of me. Meals uh, since uh, starting in 1999, and uh, many programs to help assist those in need and to motivate them to become contributing members of the community again. Uh, so something that uh, that really struck me is that contributing members again, because uh, you know there's uh, maybe a perception. Uh, a, a wrong perception that uh, uh, that uh, somebody is in a situation because they they uh, they, they they never really amounted to much, and I I think it's it's easy to to see there, but for the grace of God go I. Um, and uh, if, if you if you go to uh, chicagohelpinitiative.org. Uh, always, uh, you know, mention at the at the bottom of the website. There's a there's a red donate now button, uh, but there's a lot of programs. There's a whole lot that the Wednesday dinners that uh, that you can't do now, but you're serving uh, thousands of meals every week um, uh, by uh, 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 drive through uh, uh, or people uh, driving up and dropping them off. Uh, there's health and wellness services. There's even bikes, a bike program. I was intrigued by that. Right. Right. Uh, um, social services, arts and culture, and adult learning that help people get to the point where they can believe and say, I can do this. Yeah, well, we have um, uh, a lot, as you said, a lot of programs. The bike fair, every spring we work with working bikes and we give away refurbished bikes. Um, and, and they can use that as a means of transportation for employment access and exercise. And we have medical assistance. We have medical professionals, doctors, nurse practitioners, nurses, and um, uh, social workers that are available at every meal to help. We also have the night ministry has been one of my partners right from the very beginning, and they do HIV testing, hepatitis C testing. Um, we have every week we acknowledge their birthdays. And, and whoever's birthday it was, we acknowledge it. And that's that's an amazing, ex- and then we all sing happy birthday. And that's remarkable because when you stop and think of it, mm-hmm. that might be the only time someone even acknowledges them as a, as a human being with a birthday. So that's kind of cool. And at Christmas time, we give away holiday gifts. And um, another thing that happens is, is in early December, we have what we call a holiday bazaar, and people give us items that they don't need any longer, not not clothing, but, you know, um, dishware and things of that nature. And we make it available for our guests to purchase for five cents, ten cents, and a quarter, and then they can have it wrapped up to give us presents to their family members. So, again, it makes them feel important. It makes them feel that that they can share with their family members, etc. Um, we play bingo every once in a while. We have a library table where we give away free books and magazines. Our guests are such avid readers. They really, really are. Um, and, you know, a neighbor of mine um, was uh, or is an authority on Ernest Hemingway, and I had hmm. her come and talk to our guests. And 
she did her little presentation because she, she had just gotten back from Paris, and I said, hey, come and do it with, with my people, and so she did. And the next day she called me up. She says, you know, I travel the world. I give the same talk about Ernest Hemingway around the world, and I cannot tell you that, that your guests ask the most intelligent questions. So, again, I want you to know I want the people listening to the program not talking about worthless people here. We're talking about people that have fallen on hard times and don't know how to return. And we're trying to um, instill in them a sense of self-worth and a, motiva- a motivation or influence to them to, to, you know, as we talked earlier, become contributing members of the community again. And, and they want to. Believe me, they do. But at least with somebody holding their hand, it's easier to, to make that climb. And that's You're- what we want to do. Yeah, and you're you're really offering a great uh, opportunity with a with a, a helping hand, a hand up. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Jack Dempsey, um, former heavyweight champion of the world, and he said, uh, "It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down; what matters is how many times you get up." And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, uh, you know I, I I find myself looking in the mirror and saying, "Easy for you to say, you've never been hit hard." Uh, some of these people have been knocked down, and they've been knocked down over and over again. And Jacqueline, you're you're really helping them to uh, to have an opportunity to uh, to to get back up. And I I really applaud you for that. Uh, you can kind of um, to paraphrase Ernest Hemingway, um, you know, write as well as you can and finish what you start. Uh, you've been doing it. You've um, you you know it may, it may not be finished, but. Um, you, you've got a, you've got uh, most of the chapters uh, of what you've been able to do uh, very nicely completed. So, I, I want to well, thank, thank you, Jacqueline, for for being here with uh, with us this week on Bravehearts Radio, and and thanks for um, uh, the the uh, Chicago Help Initiative. Um, uh, we've been talking about homelessness and hunger and what you can do to help right now. Uh, Jacqueline Hayes, uh, Bravehearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to check us out at BraveheartsForKids.org and please consider donating now and consider donating to the ChicagoHelpInitiative.org too. Uh, next week, uh, we'll have a special encore program on Memorial Day. And then on June 1st, we'll be talking about service to others with uh, Lions Club International. Uh, District Governor Sherry Fetch. The Lions Club service uh, motto is We Serve. And uh, Sherry's uh, uh, motto, her uh, District Governor motto is On Fire to Inspire. That'll be on June 1st. Uh, Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.